Picks and Bets show presented by Prize Picks here on the Mayo Media Network. I am Matt Moody, here as always to talk about Thursday's NHL action with DJ Mitchell. DJ, how you doing, bud? I'm, I'm doing good. I'm holding down the fort on the East Coast right now. Uh, we got we got LA Moods right now uh, live in Los Angeles, the city That's right. That yeah, has I'm, uh, angels. I'm literally across the street from the Staples Center. Um, I would pull the curtains apart, but as we learned before the show, it's just a blinding flash of light and I can't get it to go away. So I'm going to spare you guys that, but I, I promise you, you open up the window, Staples Center's right there. ESPN LA is also, I, I saw that on the street. So, you know, I'm basically one step away from the big time here. Um, so, you know, DJ, keep up with me. I, I simply cannot. I'm here in Rochester, New York. There is, there is none yeah. of that. There is absolutely none of it. Um, but yeah, no, we're here again to talk about our new favorite series, Tampa Bay and the Islanders. Um, very excited to get back to it. It was I felt like deja vu pulling everything up today. I was like, this feels yeah. like I just did. It's it's uh but but we're, we're going to the island. We got some different numbers, some different lines. We have a one-one series. Um, I think a lot of what we said came true lastly. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. We we liked, you know, uh, kind of liked I, everything. What what didn't come true? Let me think. Well, no, we got the over actually. We did we both yeah, I mean, look, it was sneaky over upside. <laughs> it yeah. was a great game. Um, yeah. you know, it didn't feel like it, I guess it didn't quite feel like a game where you're like, yeah, like that game could have had eight goals in it, but you look at the numbers and, you know, you'd expect the goals in that game. It was four to four, basically. Um, yeah. A lot of it was the Islanders coming on strong toward the end of the game, you know, when Tampa was just kind of playing prevent defense um, and, you know, that happens sometimes, but I think there's definitely a lot of merit to just saying, you know, take what we knew going into game two, we can we sort of turn it around. We know, in game three, Barry Trotz will probably try and shut down the Kucherov line with Pajot. Um, and then, you know, we'll, we'll go from there. But otherwise, I don't really think there's too much to recap. Um, I know Meany's doing a great job on the, his Canadian series, uh, you know, Canadians nights uh, on the other days this week. So we don't get to talk about that. But uh, maybe, maybe there's a small chance it wraps around to next week where we would you know, it would be on our show, but uh, at this rate, I don't think that's happening. So Canadians before we will have to do well. Yeah, that's right. Uh, so yeah. before we get too far into things, I do want to mention prize picks. Uh, so if you are new to the show, please head on over to prizepicks.com and sign on up for the, web, for the website using promo code MMN. It's a Mayo Media Network. It's right on my hat. If, if you can't remember that, it's literally right here. The entire show, like it's, it's right here. I got it for you. DJ too. Um, so what you do over on prize picks is it's pretty simple. You select up to five players. They all have a listed over or under fantasy score across multiple sports. You know, there's hockey, there's basketball, there's baseball, there's golf, uh, tons of sports. DJ even knows some of the, uh, you know, the smaller sports like Valorant and disc golf and some of his favorites. So, you know, there's a lot of different options, what we're trying to say. And it's super, that's right. It's super, super simple. You pick the over or the under. So in the NHL, you get three points for a goal, two points for an assist, and a half point for a block shot and a shot on goal. That means you want guys who are volume shooters and guys who put up points. Pretty simple. Block shots, they help too. So, you know, some defensemen, maybe Victor Hedman, you know, that guy's pretty good. He had a pretty good game last time out. Um, those are the sort of guys you want to go for. Uh, just look for the guys who are putting up these sort of floor stats and are in good positions to, you know, put up offense as well. So, DJ, are you going to head over to prizepicks.com and use promo code MMN next time you're here in lovely California? 
uh, do I honestly, I want, I got, like I next trip I take out of state, like I'm trying to find the right state um, because there's some really, really fun edges that exist on, on these player prop boards. Um, I mean, like they, well, cause they had the single stat DFS now too, in a lot of these sports, which is coming a little bit more into the fold. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Oh man, like I, I literally like tried for like the 90th time to do it. Cause I was like, Oh, this seems too good to like not get in. <laughs> I just can't. Um, when mm-hmm. football comes around, I, I'm hoping we, uh, New York state can, uh, loosen the reins a bit because it's going to be a lot of fun over there on prize picks. And if you like any sport at all, including all of the things I've never heard of, like Valerie or whatever you called it. Um, it's, Valorant. Uh, I know I, I knew it. I just wanted to mess around, but yeah, no, it, it is, it is very cool. Um, so with all that being said, let's get right into it. Let's get back for our Prince of Wales conversation. I think everyone was on pins and needles to hear more. All right. No, but I was actually very disappointed because I went, I, I rewatched the YouTube just to see if anyone commented on my Prince of Wales talk. Got nothing. Uh, we had one comment. <laughs> it was it was for Matt's cat, and I was like, oh man, that's and I don't me. even and I don't even have the cat here to you know like introduce him or whatever. Was so, it Samson? So, yeah, I, I believe so. It was very disappointing. Yeah. Um, it's okay, but, but yeah, we can talk more about Prince of Wales next time. I don't want to, you know, give anyone a, his yeah, free history also, lesson. I also like to imagine DJ watching the entire video, like thinking that if someone made a comment, it would just pop up at that point. No, the video. Uh, like, I totally, I skipped <laughs> to the last five minutes. I, I, I already heard myself live, uh, okay. uh, but no, um, yeah, but no, anyway. it was, it was a good time. It was a good time. Anyway. Definitely look, look them up. So we're starting off with uh, the Islanders at home. Uh, you know, they're, they're still underdogs in this matchup, but they're plus 120 now. And, you know, on the road, they were in the plus 160 range. In those two games, a plus one twenty though at home for a team that seems to be playing pretty evenly with this Tampa squad. You know, uh, it's one to one, obviously, but you know, just the numbers wise, watch the games wise, it's a relatively even series. So right away, I'm sort of intrigued by the plus one twenty money line. Uh, DJ, what are your thoughts here? And after we sort of cover the logistics, we'll get into some of the you know the specific matchups and how Barry Trotz might go about things here. Yeah, no, I mean, I think that the narrative on this series is like, can the, the pesky Islanders keep up with the the mighty Tampa Bay Lightning? And I think they have. I mean, honestly, that game, even though Tampa made some really creative, nice offense, which only Tampa can uh, seemingly do in this series, uh, the Islanders are right there. They've had a lot of really good chances. I thought, honestly, I thought the Islanders outplayed them for most of the game. Um, Varlamov getting hurt, I don't think helped much, but Tampa just found ways to create goals. That Kucherov pass was honestly one of the plays of the playoffs i mean what what uh, who else can do that you know calm the entire game down make the perfect play um but really it it was only a couple bounces away from being i think a much closer matchup if you look at kind of how these teams matched up against each other in tampa that yanni gord line was the only line for tampa that dominated the rest was very very even across the board um i really like the islanders in this matchup at home to bounce back i think it'll be close we have to see, you know, if Arlamov has any, you know, lingering issue, but I think he'll be okay to go. It seemed like it was a potential concussion issue and he was fine. Um, so yeah, I, I kind of like the idea of captaining Varlamov tomorrow in, in showdowns and riding some of these Islanders. Um, Matt, what say you? 
Yeah, I mean, I I think that right away, I mean, Matthew Barcel had one heck of a game. Uh, I believe he was up at like 70, 75% expected goals in game two, you know, the game they lost. Uh, he obviously scored late. That sort of got him there in like your fantasy. Uh, and, you know, if you bet him to score a goal as well. Um, but he also had a great game one. Now he's at home where we sort of talked about it, at, I believe, before game, I guess it would have been before game two, where we were talking about some of the matchups and how at home, you know, Trotz will get Barzell out against some of the, the lower lines. Um, Tampa doesn't necessarily have, you know, something as glaringly bad as the Bruins did with, you know, Jared Tenorti playing on their third pair. Uh, just obvious sort of, you know, uh, cannibalization by Barzell there. Um, but it's not like that Stamkos, Sorelli, Kalorn line has been dominating play. And I kind of feel like they'll put Pajo on Kucherov and then they'll throw Nelson up against the Yanni Gord line. That's been, you know, a pretty effective last two postseasons as well. And then sort of let the Barzell and Stamkos lines go together in what should be a pretty up-tempo, like sort of, uh, you know, microscopic matchup, let's say, if you zoom in on the matchup. I think that's where it's sort of the, the jump comes from. Um, obviously, there's also the power play upsides that are tied to both Stamkos and Barzell. Uh, Barzell Eberle, of course, you know, being paired together on the power play, but Stamkos and Kaloran as well, you know, being sort of uh, smaller pieces of the Tampa power play. But, you know, um, Stamkos is a bomb nonetheless. So I think that those two spots, you know, if I'm making 10 entries, if I'm making 10 lineups and showdown or something like that, I'm probably looking to go something like, you know, like five of one and four of the other or something like that. And just sort of hoping that if that, you know, if that sort of mini game script happens, if it hits the way that I think it happens, that I have enough sort of combinations to get me up toward the top of the leaderboard. Um, and I think that's the stance I'm willing to take. But as far as like other player prop type stuff goes, DJ, uh, do you have any sort of interest in targeting, you know, like a Parcel shot prop or something like that, just given the fact that you, we think that, you know, Pajot will sort of take the tougher matchups against the Kucherov point line? Yeah, I think the only thing that's shying me away from it a little bit is the fact that we saw a lot of time with Paul Mary up with that Barzal line. Um, Leo Komarov is, I think, complete dust at this point, and I think they're kind of realizing if they got to keep up that they got to try to create some offense and weirdly enough won't put Oliver Wallstrom in, but that's beside the point, I guess. So that would be the one minor caveat is I think that they could be looking to set up Palmieri a little bit more, and that might cannibalize some of Barzell's shots. So I don't know if I want to go all in on it. Um, I think I'd rather just take like a headman who I don't think has gotten there in too, too many matchups. He has like three in a row with only two shots, but I really like him. Um, I like his upside. I think that he could get back on track with that. He's more of a play that I'm kind of penciling in a lineup that I'm going to be building rather than maybe like a must have on the shot prop. But if you get it at two, I think it's really, really safe um, for him to at least get two shots and hopefully more. He should be having more. I don't know why it's just not coming together. Um, so, I mean, yeah, I, I, the props are tough. The props are really tough here. Yeah. I mean, for Hedman, the, the problem is the injury, you know, it, it's yeah. like, we know he's injured now. Um, his play has certainly reflected that. So yeah, that's sort of tough for me to, you know, uh, say, yeah, I, I'm just going to play Victor Hedman knowing that he's injured. Um, but, you know, he's, he, there was a game last series where he had eight block shots. Like sometimes yeah. that just happens. Well, he led I don't the team in shot it, attempts too. I mean, it was the game. He had the entire game in shot attempts and didn't yeah, get there. He, like, hit, a, just, he hit a freaking crossbar, right? Yeah. Right, toward right. the end and there. He scored. That, 
So yeah, he already scored too. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, like I'm saying, I, I just I think that he is going to be undervalued by the the books mm-hmm. on his potential to hit the shot prop, and I think at Vanduul you might find that too. I think that was there last time. I have to go back. Yeah. The the, the one thing that I'm sort of uh, kicking myself uh, for game one, I was all over Andre Palat. I'm like, yo, this guy, like he he was you know cooking to to end the series against Carolina. He was actually taking you know the majority of that line's shot attempts for you know Kucherov point. You would think those guys would be shooting more, but it was actually Palat, sort of the main shooter. Then he comes out in game one and puts up the stinker of all stinkers, playing only 12 minutes, uh, zero shots on goal, just completely uninvolved. So I'm like, game two, I'm not even going to mention it. Like that must have just been sort of the heater thing. You know, Kucherov will be back. Point will be back. They'll be doing their thing. So game three, I don't know if I actually want to target this Pagel line. But I'm not as afraid of it as I think I would have been before these last two games. Um, and, you know, that's not to say that at home, obviously, knowing that you're sort of the matchup guy, you might buckle down more defensively. Um, but, you know, Pancho hasn't been great by any stretch. And when he's been on the ice, it's actually been relatively up-tempo. Um, so I could see myself playing, you know, a couple Andre Palats. I could see myself hunting for a shot prop. Um, and just saying, look, this is a guy who's had, I believe, six or more shot attempts in three of his last four games he's played. And just sort of saying, look, if it's at two for plus money, yeah, I'll take that. Um, but we have to see what they end up posting, uh, you know, on Thursday as we get toward game time. And one prop of kind of FanDuel actually has a few more up right now that I'm finding a little bit interesting is Jordan Everly at plus 235 for an assist. I mean, the guy's playing kind of in all situations he has what two or three assists in a row two in a yeah. row yeah. um and then and, and two before that you know and it's like this guy is you know a, a decent setup guy but be a guy that gets fucks to the net and that can create assists quite often and he's playing with barzal and on the power play etc yeah. so that one just seems like a little bit of a misprice comparatively to others in this range like josh bailey at plus 182 it's like yeah i think josh bailey is maybe more likely to be passing a bit more but that doesn't necessarily always lead to an assist Sometimes yeah, the guy bars. can miss the net and get an assist. Like guys that shoot the puck might lead to it more often than not. So um seems a little bit odd. Yeah, and you know, the, the one and the, the one thing, Barzell's dominating. We know this. But also you mentioned Komarov sort of taking some shifts off and Palmieri stepping up there. And yeah, Palmieri right, right. is, I think, tied now for Braden Point for playoff goals, um, maybe point past them. Um, but like he's right up there so far in the postseason. So yeah, I, I think that that you know, those odds seem pretty nice. Um, I'm big on that line to just have a game, and I'm not quite willing to say yeah, it's going to be Paul Mary with them and just play you know 100% Paul Mary with my Barzell Everly's. Um, but I'll be sprinkling that in. But for the most part, Everly Barzell's where I want to be on the Islanders side of things here. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, so yeah, I think I think that that's a pretty good. As far as the player props, I don't think there's anything. Yeah, I mean, too are you back? Weeds hunt. We never really discussed this. Are you back on the over? Um, you know, yeah, uh, <laughs> like Varlamo Vasilevsky, assuming they're both in. Are you back on the over? Um, and just sort of saying, look, this game's been up tempo. Yeah, they're back in the barn at Long Island, but um, you know, I, I, I think I am. That that's where I'm going with that. Yeah, right, right, right. Okay, I, you know, I, I was kind of thinking and something I'd like to do a little research on. I'm not sure it'd be easy to find, but like. Is it often that more overs hit late in series or early in series? Like, I wonder if there's any sort of correlation there. It's not that it might be something that's super duper like, but over time, it seems like something that might 
actually have some validity as like teams figure each other out? Does that lead to more goals or less goals? Um, mm-hmm. it, you know, it's not, they're not going to be the true back to back. So I, I, I kind of was thinking about that as like something to research. I'm not sure if you have anything on that. It'd probably be tough to find. Yeah, I mean, I don't have anything right now, but maybe that's something uh, for for next yeah. week if we're lucky enough to get a show next week. Um, yeah, right. You know, we don't right. know what the, we don't know what the schedule looks like, but uh, yeah, that right. certainly could be something that yeah. uh, you know comes into play. Yeah, the only other news and notes kind of piece of this, I mean, I, I think we're going to see very similar lines, but the one thing that um, actually there's two things. Number one is that Noah Dobson kind of had a bit of a a gaff on the power play the first time he was out and he didn't see the power play again for the next time they went Pulak actually took that um it's a guy that I think should be there a but um we'll see if that continues but if that you know if you're kind of trying to decide yeah I kind of want this Eberle Barzil should I just play Noah Dobson with it um or do you kind of prioritize getting a guy like Pulak who has that double bonus upside I think Pulak might be the guy there yeah <laughs> yeah Before, well he's obviously the guy like money right. not considered but like well I mean uh, the thing Dobson, is Noah Dobson yeah. wasn't cheap either he was pretty expensive yeah. like that that was he the is. problem for me coming into the series I was just like I'm never yeah, he's four you know, six yeah for a guy getting 12 yeah. minutes a night tops like yeah that, that's right tough. right um, yeah and uh, what is Pulak is seven, six. So, I mean, it, it's a bit expensive. The other thing is I, I do think that there is at least something to Tampa Bay at five on five when they're leading that good row, uh, Gord Coleman line sees a ton of run. So I do mm-hmm. think if you're kind of game scripting this and you're saying like, I'm going to take point and Kucherov and Vasilevsky, it might not be the worst idea to get a piece of that Gord uh, good row Coleman line just to try to get maybe maybe you know Gord would be the guy I prioritize there a little bit but Coleman has some rate stats to his name um just as like the the last piece if you're trying to decide between like where I want to go I want to do a 5-1 I might consider that line because they will see a lot of run they see a lot of penalty kill um power play too like you know, none of these guys are exclusively shot block guys but I think you could get there with one of them if you're lucky enough um yeah, and no, they're pretty uh, cheap. So. Both both Goodrow and Coleman have decent rates in the playoffs so far this yeah, year. You know, right. not great. Like I'm not saying you know jam them in, but if you want to play one or both of them, um, you know, it's a thin correlation. But sometimes those are just what you need to take down a GPP. Right. Um, so yeah, yeah I, I, I'm I'm for that. Yeah, I, I think it's it's very doable, especially I think especially if you're captaining Vasilevsky, it might make a good bit of sense to like throw those guys in and hope that you know, they get some lower level. I don't know. Anything you want to build. I mean, anything you can talk yourself into could work really on a showdown. It's, it's one game variance through the roof. Um, mm-hmm. But that was kind of the couple things I wanted to hit on. Um, is there any, you know, favorite thing you're looking at right now for tomorrow before and favorite bets before we get on out of here? Um, I mean, I keep coming. I'm, I'm circling back in my mind to that Jordan Eberle, uh assist prop. I think that's really strong. Yeah. It um, seems yeah. Look, just, look at all are you looking through them like it's like he stands out so the much way, it's just and it's also the way that barzell has been playing i mean he has yeah. like everly has assists in four of the last five games and what do you know matt barzell has been awesome those five games like it's just you know sometimes the rising or the rising tide lifts all the boats and jordan everly is the perfect example of that where like you know he's a fine player in his own right but barzell is sort of taking over games honestly um, so yeah, um, you know, like, let's do that. Yeah. So I think just a recap of, of my thoughts. I I'm fighting with the Islanders. Honestly, I, I, I don't know if I 
would put a lot of money on it. I think that if I was going to take one side, I take the Islanders, especially with that plus one twenty yep. at home. They've been Agreed. amazing at home. Um, I think the over slightly. I, I I would consider that to be pretty strong. And then I think that Everly prop on FanDuel is awesome. Um, I think that I'm going to be stacking around that. Uh, I think I'll be stacking around um, both goalies. Um, no, just for Lamoff. Because I just said the over. Why would I possibly do that? Farlamov and <laughs> 65 um, shots. Uh, 65 shots. Honestly, triple over the OT. Yeah, I think, yeah, I'll do the Barlamov right, right. and then. We're, we're due for one of those long OT games, by the I, way. We really are. I has they're, not they're, they're coming. Yet. They're coming. Like, yeah. we got some in round one, but, you know. I started like saying both goalies and immediately I was like, why am I saying that? Um, <laughs> yeah, Pulak, Varlamov probably just Barzil and Everly and then just like maybe Paul Mary with it just to hope that yeah. three man comes together and then I can't get all of that probably so that's going to give you like my nucleus and then get some Tampa on the other side because you have to have it yeah no I I'm, I'm right there with you um I think Paul Mary makes sense as a captain play uh that he lets you fit in a lot of guys he's just so cheap um for the way he's been playing he got robbed again in game two from you know just putting up another goal um, so he's getting the looks. I think that he makes a ton of sense. That is really cheap salary for a captain play. Um, that's about as cheap as I'm willing to go myself. Um, you know, otherwise you're probably left playing the guys like Zizekas and showdown, um, and whatnot to just, you know, make four other good plays work, uh, around your captain. So yeah, that's really, I think all we have, is there anything else you want to mention DJ or, uh, should, should we get after yeah. things? No, just, you know, just kind of keep researching Prince of Wales and let me know when you guys want to hear about it. I'll be checking right. the comments again. I don't want to, yeah. don't want to, don't want to get anyone's way. All right. Um, you know, if while you're researching Prince of Wales out there, the loyal listeners should be signing up for prizefix.com using promo code MMM. Uh, of course, you know, when you're listening to this, it's likely that the U.S. Open has started. But if it's not, if it's, you know, Wednesday night and this comes out and you're listening to it, Make sure you check out Pat's stuff uh, for the U.S. Open, you know, golf tournament. He's put so much out there. Uh, You'd be crazy to not at least sort of take in his opinions or the opinions of his guests or his written work. Uh, Tons of good stuff. And also hope you guys got in on those free contest entries. He's given away like a thousand dollars worth of tickets. Um, So if you missed that, be sure to follow him as well. Uh, You know, in addition to us and the show, um, because the Mayo Media Network has a ton of stuff going on um, and there's free money. Like who doesn't like free money? So that'll do it from us, from DJ and myself. Good luck out there, everybody. And we will see you.